Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. Show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Halt and Catch Fire. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 1, titled SETI. Alright, so... This is a fantastic start to the season. This is a really, really excellent premiere episode. It does an amazing job of really easing you into it, giving you a sense of what has occurred in the time since the launch of the giant. Because there's a bit of a time drop, a time jump, a time jump. From season one to season one of, I think, like a year. I could be wrong about that. They definitely have had time pass. Uh, So it does a great job of giving you a sense of what has occurred in that time. And also giving you this amazing little primer for this new story, this entirely new story that they're going to be telling over the course of this season in a post-giant world, in a post-Cardiff Halt and Catch Fire world, particularly in regards to mutiny. And I especially love this opening sequence where it starts off as a flashback to the giant day. Uh, where Joe and Cameron were fully a couple. Uh, It was post-Hurricane. Cameron was playing games in what would eventually become the Mutiny House. Uh, Joe's all in his suit, which, by the way, great costume design choice of, like, having post-Cardiff Joe McMillan just be in fully casual wear and not the, the suits that he was constantly in. Throughout all of season one. Uh, That was a really smart, subtle choice. Really showing that Joe has, like, left that part of himself behind. Uh, But anyway. uh, You have them play games, and then Joe leaves. And then it, like, flashes to 20 months later. And Donna shows up. And the mutiny house is just... Absolutely insane. And you get this amazing one shot of Donna essentially just playing mom (laughs) to the mutiny household. Uh, Just going through the entire thing. uh, Going through all the madness. uh, Putting out tiny fire after tiny fire after tiny fire. Uh, (laughs) One of the games is down and she's like, uh, like we need to expand the network, like, there's too much lag, blah, 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 and, like, you see Yo-Yo with, like, a freaking buzzsaw going to the wall, putting cables in the wall, and it's just this absolute madhouse. She goes into Cameron, who's, like, on the phone with one of her users, 
like just sort of giving him little hints into the game and she's all happy meanwhile donna is just like what is this insanity (laughs) uh she stops a fight between lev and yo-yo over graphics and shit uh, and then after the one shot's over, after that, like, guiding through the entire household, uh, then you see Yo-Yo sit down to play a game, turns on the television, and then they basically end up killing the power, not just to the mutiny house, but to the entire block. They end up not just blowing the breaker, they blow the block. Wah, wah. And so what you basically end up happening is, like, this debate between Donna and Cameron that lasts pretty much throughout the entire episode of just problems on problems on problems on problems on problems. Of Donna saying, look, you need to get your head out of your ass. This is the phase where most startups like us fail. Like, we need to grow. We need to take this seriously we need to make some serious changes we need to do some serious upscaling like we need someone to do managerial stuff who isn't me because i'm right now like on the phone with the power company managing all this shit like you've made a place without a boss which sounds nice but really it's just madness that i now have to deal with Uh, meanwhile, like, Cameron hasn't put out a game in a while because, oh, she hasn't, uh, had any, had any inspiration. And Donna's like, look, we just need someone to handle all the behind the scenes shit. Uh, I can then work on, like, this separate chat thing because I'm noticing a lot of people are chatting long after the game ends. So... Like, we just need to shift stuff around. We need to make, like, some personnel additions. We need to expand the network. Like, we need to grow. We need to invest in being more of a grown-up business. This being said, as our lovely side quest begins of buying stolen XTs from a fence. So, there's that. Uh, Oh, by the way, the power issue is solved by Cameron literally siphoning off power from another house on the block. So, that's fun. Uh, But, to work on network expansion, they need more of these XT things. And, they get them from a fence. And you have this buy happen... From this dude in a parking lot. And it's really shady. And this guy's a giant asshole. And they do this by... Donna keeps being like... Hey, do you mind if I plug this in? No! Don't you dare plug that in! I very much mind! I'm definitely not ripping you off! So the buy happens, they pay him the money, and then, shocker, these XTs end up being counterfeit and in another language, and they got ripped off. 
So they confront this dude in a bar and are like, hey, you ripped us off. Give us our money back. And then Cameron, in the midst of this, steals the dude's keys and then launches an amazing heist. And, like, Donna at first is like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't do that. That's that's insane. Stop that. Wait a minute. This asshole has two brand new XTs, like, in a box. We're stealing that shit. Forget the money. (laughs) It's like she goes into this, like, aggro state of, like, stealing boxed-up XTs. Uh, They um, end up, like, doing this incredible getaway. Like, just stealing these XTs, putting them in their car. Driving off. Donna yelling out the window, you still want my number? Because that dude was being a creep earlier. God, I love, I love the epic team-up of Cameron and Donna. I love the extraordinary dynamic of Cameron and Donna as business partners just going on these side quests and kicking ass. Like, they're just awesome. I love whenever they're on screen together. Because it's so fun to watch. It always is. Uh, And their whole... Their whole relationship, their whole friendship is handled in this show very, very well. I love it. And, after all this is said and done... uh, Cameron goes to pick up Boz from prison. Boz is getting released... And Cameron's there waiting for him. And they have this nice little sweet moment where they, like, wordlessly are, like, very, very happy to see each other. They hug outside the prison. And they have this nice little reunion. And it's just so wholesome and amazing. I love it. It's so, so good. Now, meanwhile, while all this is happening over at Mutiny, uh, let's do a little segment of Where are they now? Uh, With Joe McMillan and Gordon Clark. Uh, Because they've been doing a bunch of shit. In the course of this time jump. Uh, Joe's settled down. He's got a nice girlfriend. Who's like really supportive and amazing. Like he has like an actual honest relationship. He is outside of the insanity of Cardiff outside of the insanity of PC development and he's just having a nice life meanwhile Gordon has been continuing to grind and grind and grind and grind and grind uh in the time since season one uh he put out the giant pro which was just an iteration on the giant And Gordon, really not happy with the pro. Like, he does not like uh, the lack of innovation that went into the pro. He does not like the fact that they just got complacent and did something really, really nothing. Like, I think he kind of hit the Joe McMillan bug of wanting to do something different. 
Uh, he hit the Cameron Howe bug of wanting to do something different. And he just didn't, like, get that itch scratch. Like, no innovation, no anything. So, there's that. Also, it is revealed that during the development of the Giant Pro, he and his engineers did a shit ton of cocaine. Um... Alright. And at one point, by the way, uh, interesting enough, later in this same episode, Gordon gets a bit of a nosebleed. Not saying the two are connected, just saying, odd coincidence, if it is that. Odd coincidence. All this in the midst of Cardiff getting bought out. Cardiff getting acquired. The company is closing its doors. It got picked up by some... Some offshore company. And everyone's getting paid. Including Joe and Gordon. Who, remember, got like 8% of the company. And so, you get this phenomenal sequence. Where Joe and Gordon are just in, like, this room waiting to get paid. They have this very awkward reunion where Gordon's like, Oh, of course you'd come and get your money. Of course. And they both sit down and have this really awkward pleasantries conversation. Joe mentions a letter that he sent. And Gordon's like, yeah, I read it. Uh, they mentioned the shipment that Joe burned, <laughs> which, more on that in a minute. <laughs> uh, they they have this moment where Gordon complains about the pro, and Joe's like, eh, it's not that bad. And Gordon's like, oh, not that bad, we should put it on the box, and they laugh about it. Uh, then Gordon gets called in, gets his shares, everything's good, he's got an insane amount of money. And he's like, yeah, I got paid. And then Joe comes in and is like, okay, I'm going to get paid too. And then Cardiff's like, sure, you're cut minus the shipment you burned. And then tears up the check and it's like, you're not getting anything. Because you're an asshole. And just does, and just gives out this laundry list of all the shit he did. Like, cost dozens of people their jobs. Put Boz in prison. And just, like, he just destroyed a bunch of people's lives. All for a machine. Had some technical difficulties. I'm back now. Everything's fine. But anyway, all for a machine. That ended up being relevant for about five minutes. And now no one gives a shit about. Because it was nothing. Maybe it'd be more relevant if they kept Cameron's OS, just a thought. Uh, but, like, really, he did this for next to nothing. And Nathan's just like, hey, you're an asshole. I'm not giving you anything. So Gordon walks away with all the money, and Joe walks away with none of the money. 
And then what both of them do afterwards is very, very interesting. So Joe ends up making lemons out of le- uh, lemonade out of lemons. I almost said lemons out of lemonade, which, how does that work? Ends up making lemonade out of lemons, and is just like, yeah, you know what? I don't need this. I got a great girlfriend, and I love her. And he goes home and proposes. So now his girlfriend is his fiance. Good for him. Good for him. And while he is settling down with his new fiance, uh, he becomes a new subscriber to Mutiny. And plays a tank game with Cameron. All right, then. And then Gordon, in celebration of getting all the money, uh, buys ice cream with his daughters. And they have a nice night. Uh, Gordon has a conversation with the girls when uh, one of them asks, like, Hey, Daddy, are we rich now? And it's, it's cute. See, can we buy an elephant? Well, see, you can't buy just one elephant. Because if you only buy one elephant... They're gonna get lonely. So we need multiple elephants. And I don't think we'd have the room. I like seeing good dad Gordon. I I love seeing good dad Gordon. Good dad Gordon is my favorite thing. And then of course he has a nosebleed and blah 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 blah. At one point he starts questioning if this was actually a good thing they did or if it was just nothing. Uh, and yeah. That's how the season starts. The season starts by literally torching everything you've come to care about in the first season. That's how it begins. So, yeah. We got nine more episodes. (laughs) And already we've set fire to what was previously our main plot point. What was previously the entire plot of the show. And it only gets more insane from here. I'm just gonna say that. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash ThomasClark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 2. Talk to you then.